and welcome to this very special edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am your host, Will Calm. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. Hello, bread and cheese eaters and gluten intolerant vegans as well (laughs) who eat beans. Welcome to this very, as well said, it's a very special episode, isn't it? This isn't a oh yeah. This isn't a regular season episode. We're in the off season. What have you been up to in the off season? I started boogie boarding. <laughs> Me, uh, man, I haven't done anything. I've been stuck in this place, staring out at a window. At least you, know, you got a it's window. Snowing again, you know. It's snowing again, <laughs> everyone. Uh, we will. Bo- this one uh, is coming out pretty pretty time sensitive. It'll be out uh, right after we finish recording it. And it there's much, snow yeah. on the ground. It is the end of April. You know, welcome to Canada. Welcome to Calgary, Alberta. Man, I am just getting gassed. I, I, you know, I know it sounds so fucking lame when you start your podcast talking about the weather, but you know, I'm, it's gassing me out. Like this whole, like it's sunny, it's plus 18. And then you go back and it's like, we're in a blizzard again. And it's done that like three times this week. You know what? Not me. It keeps me on my toes. Uh, <laughs> keeps you fresh. It keeps me fresh. You know? <laughs> and knowing that, you know, I can't I go. can't be comfortable. I go outside and I just have to be, <laughs> I'm forced to be perked up. I'm forced to be alert. Uh, no, I hate it. I hate it. I want a garden. I'm a, I'm a garden boy. I want to get out there. I want to plant my, uh, listen, everyone knows I need my beets. I need my potatoes, my carrots. I need my oh, peas. Yeah. I need it all. Zook, yep. Keeney, and I can't get out there at all. So, anyways, that brings us here. That's that really brings us full circle, almost an Ouroboros effect of you know why we started this podcast in the first place, isn't it? Because we had really no other options. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, the more I think back on it, you know, we've been we're coming up on a year, man. Like, I think we started, I think we actually started recording this podcast back in March well, last year. I think this is a good time because we, we, there's a lot of new people. There's a lot of n- new listeners out there. Hello. Mm-hmm. We see you. Hi. Hey. We love you. Welcome. We love you. We, we, we all, <laughs> we all love, we are your friends. <laughs> you are our friends. And, uh, so maybe let's give a, uh. I don't know. I was going to say, let's give a brief rundown, but really it's like, no, we don't need to do that. It's in the old episodes, but like we do these, uh, in between, in between doing our seasons, which is a season, it will be one book in between. We release a few, uh, one shots here and there. We've done some, uh, what did we do? We did, uh, we did a, we did a Lovecraft episode. We did, we've done a few and we're adding to that today with a sort of speculation episode on the wheel of time. Amazon Prime series. Yeah. I think it's important to do this episode because there's a lot of hype inside the Wheel of Time community about this show. And if I'm being candid, if I'm speaking off the cuff personally, uh, I, I don't know anything about the show that's coming out. So I had this... I. So I want to know why people are being so excited about it. For some reason, I don't know if you're on the same page as me, but... Every time I read Reel of Time, I don't think of it as the show so much. The show comes comes into my head every once in a while, but it's not occupying the nope. amount of space that would be in my head that would be like, I don't know, the Loki show or, you, you know what I mean? 
I'm also just going to put on record that I don't care at all about the Loki show. But fair. The Wheel of Time show, I I agree. Like I'm hyped, but I have nothing to go on. Like I don't even know what the aesthetic of the show is at this point, aside from Moraine mm-hmm. when she looks great. So for anyone who is also who is even more in the dark than we are, there is a Wheel of Time TV series coming. It is done by Amazon. It's one of these post-Game of Thrones fantasy shows that people are trying to sort of uh, fill the gap of Game of Thrones, since that was a pretty yeah. big disappointment. Um, <laughs> the show, you know. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a uh, medieval fantasy vacuum right now, and uh, not a lot, nothing has come around to, re- to replace it, and I think Wheel of Time is Amazon's first take at it if not it's going to be the lord of the Rings show that they're going to do as well and that show has apparently it's like <clears throat> costing amazon like 500 million dollars so like four minutes of jeff bezos time so yeah <laughs> like most expensive series of all time yeah so amazon's sort of uh has a good chance of filling that that niche uh with both of those shows coming i think the wheel of time show it's going to be better than the Lord of the Rings show. There, I said it. Ooh, hot take, hot take. Well, let's okay. Let's talk about here. Let's let's talk about the structure of who is behind this show. And during just for a few minutes of what I was looking up, I didn't look up a lot because uh, I just want to talk to you and get your feelings on uh, the some of these facts that I found. So, hot facts. Wheel of Time is going to be ran show ran by a guy named Rafe. Yuntkins or Judkins? I don't know how to say his last name exactly, but um, let's give it Yuntkins. It's more fun until we have confirmation. Yuntkins. Uh, if any of you are Survivor fans, you might recognize him as contestant uh, as a contestant on the eleventh season of Survivor. Hold up. And then since then, yeah. Hold up. What? <laughs> yeah, he's he was his first stint. The in- showrunner of Wheel of Time was on Survivor. Yeah, his first stint in television is in the 11th season of Survivor. Okay, I got to check this out. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, And then since then, he started working as a television writer. But nothing nothing that seemed too crazy to me. He he worked on My My Own Worst Enemy, Chuck, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But looking at the... Uh, episode list that he wrote for it doesn't seem to me that they're like huge episodes or pivotal episodes in any sort of way but i think he he's one of those guys that just has enough free time and probably really likes the wheel of time to pitch amazon and go like look i can run this now this seems like his first time this seems like his first time running a project this big and if I go through everything that I see about the Wheel of Time television series, evidence is showing that a lot of people in this show, this is their first time doing something of this scale. Of this scale, you can see that maybe I don't yeah. know a lot of the 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 productions these people are attached to. Like I I I looked into the main cast filmography. It seems like they're all. It seems like they all work. It seems like they've all been working pretty consistently it's but it's very small projects very small projects the biggest names i could find in here are uh, rosamund pike of course who everybody knows from uh 
you know, movies like Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Uh, I don't, I don't know what else she's in. She was she's in Gone Girl. Something else. She was in Gone Girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So everybody, she's in Wheel you of guys, Time. so you must know her from, you know, Gone Girl. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but the other, th- the other guy that is a a bigger name is uh, Michael uh, Mc. Ah, fuck, I'm gonna fuck his name up. Michael McHell Hatton. He's uh, he played Bruce Bolton in the in Game of Thrones, and he's gonna be playing Randall Thor's dad, Tam. Tam. I think it's good. Those are the. I I mean, like he's seen. I, I you know. He doesn't give me the bit like the great father vibes, but you know it's acting. You know he can change. No, he's that. gonna kill. It. That's yeah. He's <laughs> he's gonna do well. But we also don't know what happens to Tam. I think Tam might be a man named Boris. So maybe he'll be. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe he'll he come... will be a psychopath. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to go back to the director though, quick before we move on, or the showrunner. Sorry, you showrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I found him. I think I found his survivor profile on CBS.com. What was his name? Rafe Judkins? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's definitely... I'd say it's probably safe to say that his name is Judkins. Okay, I'll show you I'll show you a quick pic. Oh, I, I've seen him. I've seen him. He looks great. His necklace I mean, choice special- on Survivor, his necklace choices are questionable. Some, like, puka shell or you something know, going on there. This is not a knock against him. And, uh, I mean, take this for what you will, but he looks like a youth pastor, you know? <laughs> it's a weird thing to say, Well, It's a weird thing to say. Well, it's the necklace. It's a necklace. When I when I was growing up and I was around youth pastors, they always had necklaces. You were around Every youth pastors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went, uh, I had a friend <laughs> who... <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a friend. Father Jim? <laughs> we were pretty close. He used to let me come over and play Nintendo 64. Sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, awesome guy. Um, no, I had a friend that went... I had a couple of friends that went to Catholic school, and there would be events that, you know, you go to. You're like six or seven years old, eight years old, whatever. And you go to oh. these events with them, and they'd have, like, you know, bouncy ca- bouncy castles and... Snow cones. Uh, cotton candy. Snow cones. Yep. Actually, yeah, a lot of... Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of... That's just flavored ice. You just put ice in flavor and throw it at children. <laughs> just sugar. <laughs> it's genius i i guess it's just and they try, and i remember it cost like four dollars yeah this is over it was very expensive ice very expensive <laughs> scraped ice. it out of the backyard here we go <clears throat> um but yeah uh he doesn't have a lot of experience in show running this is his first uh show um but that is a lot that like i said that's to say that for a lot of the people in the show i i went and looked at some of the writers i don't recognize any of the names of the writers except for a guy named dave hill and dave what hill yeah dave, uh, dave did dave did a couple episodes of game of thrones not a lot and only after season five Oof. so okay well take take that for what you will <laughs> are they in season five uh what do you mean are they like episodes are they... he did in season five because there's some good yeah, ones there so. yeah he he did. He did. He did one episode every season from season five onward, but nothing like it was always like episode three or episode two. Yeah, it wasn't he the did, big crazy ones. No, it wasn't the big crazy ones. He did do um, winter Winterfell, right? That's yeah. He did. He do did the Battle the, of Winterfell. Season, 
No, he did the uh, season eight premiere, Winterfell, where Danny's like, oh, I kind of suck to too. And all this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sons of the Harpy episode. He also did the home that episode for season six and that season too. seven episode East Watch. I think that one might have been good. No, that one sucked. <laughs> Um, other than that, he didn't do a lot of other writing, uh, from what I could see from his Wikipedia page. Honestly, people, I'm not digging that far. I'm sure he's a very, like, obviously Listen, he's a bunch better writer people than that I you're not digging that far. See, I did very extensive research. See, did you say that I didn't. <laughs> so it looks like the show. You're a master at that. Is it's how I've lived my life. 33 years now. <laughs> it looks like the show is primarily being. Uh, filmed and produced in we got a Czech Republic, Croatia, Slovenia, Denmark, and Bali. Possible future mm-hmm. locations. It's all over the place, which is very re- reminiscent of Game of Thrones. And I think what you need for fantasy series these days, for fantasy series that aren't going on location to these places in the world that are so reminiscent of these fantasy locations mm-hmm. i think it's silly you can't shoot fucking wheel of time in canada hey eh? <laughs> although i'd like to see the canadian well, version I... of wheel of time oh i'd be so down all the eyes that i are just french canadian women from montreal <laughs> well I'm from quebec <laughs> wait dude the channeling eh oh it looks like you're just one of them channeler buds <clears throat> so I mean, the locations, um, that's promising. That's what I want to hear. The thing is, is, with everything I see on this, it is promising. There's not a lot to go on. But everything you see, you go, you go like, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. The, here's here's my counterpoint to that. I agree. <laughs> that's my counterpoint. <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, my counterpoint is like, I agree. I think that things are promising, but what I think is happening here is that they're pl- Amazon is playing it very, very, very safe. Mm-hmm. Everything I see here seems like it's, they're working with a relatively low budget. And that's not to t- say anything about anybody's skill on, on the show. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but it does look like Amazon is going to test the waters with this. Even they're only doing six episodes. For this what? season. Just six. Yeah. Ooh, I did not like, I did not know that. I don't like that. The, yeah. the whole Eye of the a, World in six episodes? It might not be the whole Eye of the World. They Fair. might, they might they cut could it, split it into two. In yeah. I think they should. And that would be a better play. And you know what? Now that you mention it, looking through the casting, I didn't see casting for like Ingtar or the Forsaken. No, the Forsaken are in it, aren't they? I, like I was thinking, if I could see, if I'd seen casting for characters that appear in the later half of the book, like Ingtar, and or Agomar, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Or the first, but I don't guys. see him. Actually, you know what? I don't see him. I do see Basil Gill, and that happens near. That's in Camelin. Basil Gill is in Camelin. Yep. So, that might be where they do the half. The where they cut it in half there. How about you know? we take a look at, at this main cast? Sure. <clears throat> so, Rosamund Pike as Moraine, we don't need to spend a lot of time on because 
I mean, she that's pitch. That's pitch perfect casting. That is that, that is the anchor of the show right now. Well, here's the me. thing: is that yes, it is. It it does appear as very good casting. Um, but what, as we'll see going through this uh, through this cast list, they've really they've mixed things up diversity wise, which is always a good thing. And uh, yeah, Maureen is one of the exceptions to that. She is pretty straightforward to how she's described in the books. Yeah. Uh, even the production crew seems to be like super diverse. Like, they, well, that's the thing about the Wheel of Time community that I've noticed is that this 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 book series has attracted a very diverse audience. So, th- to get a fan base to follow your uh, to follow your show adaptation, you can't, you just can't like whitewash it. You just can't. No, you need exactly. to re- represent everybody there, and I'm totally down with it. The thing that I'm noticing with this casting, I've said it already, uh, is just they're all relatively new. So like Randall Thor, uh, Perrin, and Matt, we've got Joshua Stradowski, Stradowski. Marcus Rutherford, and Barney Harris, respectively. I don't know any of these guys. And in fact, I can't really like get to their Wikipedia pages if I try. Watch. (laughs) Nah, nothing. (laughs) <laughs> well joshua stradowski is dutch he's 26 okay. years old that's about all i got on him barney harris who's playing the same age matt is british 24 years old and then gotcha who we got on who's our boy Perrin? what's Perrin? what's Perrin's name uh marcus rutherford marcus rutherford british He's 26 years old. I don't know if he's British, actually. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> no, I mean, he's got a British Independent Film Award. So that's that's a good case for him being British. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, is it Exhibit A. Uh, you know, looking at him, like, that is a Perrin-looking motherfucker right there. You put some yellow eyes on him, you know, already in his photos. just by He looking does. At he, he, he's my favorite out of the three. And honestly, just going by these pictures I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the pictures on Dragon Mount attached to the to the casting, and Barney, like Joshua Stradinsky, almost looks like he'd be a better Matt. He almost looks like more of a little little butthole, little tricky, <laughs> little trickster, little trickster. <laughs> Barney Harris kind of looks like um, Glenn Howerton in this picture. I'm looking at him; it's kind of weird. The Golden God, eh? Oh my God! Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> I've got a great picture here of Barney Harris and then like a fan drawing of Matt with his hat and his coat. I told you. so beautiful. Can you I, gotta I, get um, the hat and coat. Save that. We gotta tweet that. That needs to. That needs to go out. <laughs> um. Okay. So Egwene is played by Madeline Madden. That's a name, Madeline Madden. Your parents were pl- your pl- parents were playing the long game. They didn't fucking name you something like steve <laughs> she is that australian is a, that is a superstar name she's australian and she's 24 years old so it's safe to say that they are aging they're scaling everyone up age-wise a little bit which is kind of a smart move i don't know well no i don't well, here's the thing every time we watch every time there's a movie that comes out about a 15 year old a 25 year old plays them that's happening with dune that's happening with wheel of time it happened with Game of Thrones. It, ha- it happens with everything. It happens with, but a lot of the it happens time, with everything. There's a couple reasons because 25 why it happens is young. 
Um, Fruitful. I mean, look at me. Yes. Well, hey. <laughs> still a spring chicken. But uh, there's a couple of reasons why it happens. I think one of the main reasons is a, is a underage minor thing, um, work thing. But also yeah. something like Game of Thrones where they're really going for those sex scenes and stuff. You don't. Because even in that first open first scene of Game of Thrones, this is not opening, but that first scene with Daenerys and her brother. Mm-hmm. Oof, I think she's like 15 yeah. in that one. So, you know, you can, yeah. you can come to your... Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think in the book she's like 13. And they're just, all 13. It's so gross, but... They're all like 13. Yeah. But, uh, so everyone's scaled up. In this series, I don't know if it's that smart of a move or not. Maybe that, maybe they're, they're probably still playing 15-year-olds. I guess now they just look. I, like I do want to talk middle age. I do want to talk about people. about this guy who's playing loyal. His name is. Uh, I'm gonna fuck this up. <clears throat> I'm sorry, man. If you're listening, probably not. You're way cooler than I am. Uh, I, I can say it better than you. You need to say it first. Hamid Animashan. Animashan. Hamid Animashan. Hamid Animashan. That sounds closer. That seems that seems a little bit better. But loyal. I did find he's playing loyal, and he's got that loyal look about him. You know, big looks like he's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I wonder. I was wondering, like, is loyal going to be CGI or is it going to be him with like a dog? Well, <laughs> with like <laughs> like dog makeup. Well, <laughs> I found a picture on Google Images, like immediately, and I'm sending it to you right now so you can take a look. I think I might have already it's, found it. I'm gonna, I've got a couple images I need to send your way also. <laughs> so in the picture that I oh, have man. is him in this yellow Red yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> and these ears, like these dog ears or bunny ears or whatever on his head. Is that his And if they costume? just do that. Yeah, they just need to do that. I think if they just do that. And I'm in. Oh, wow. I'm in. Put a couple, Save this. Put a couple books in his pocket. And I'm in. You Save know? for later. But this is probably... That image has got to be uh, from a play he did. I don't know. It it looks like looks like it's something Shakespeare. Well, it looks I like whatever tell. he's playing that he's almost wearing like a prison suit or something. He's wearing like a yellow jumpsuit and there's a spotlight on him. Oh, yeah. But I guess I he's, know. In a play. he's playing bottom. He's playing bottom in Midnight Midsummer's Night's Dream in that picture. Oh. The the I think it's a bottom's a donkey. I think those look like donkey ears. Yeah, those look like donkey ears. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read that. Okay. Uh, well, I got something that I, I need to send you that also we have to tweet. Do you have anything more? To, do you want to say something more about him quick? No, I'm just, I, I like I like that guy's casting. Like, it, it's, uh, it's out of left field, you know? Like, uh, I didn't really expect... I you'd think that they would do somebody they would do something bigger for loyal, but I kind of like the fact that they're playing it a little bit more unknown. Because like when you're unknown like this, you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, you haven't set up a brand yet. Exactly. You know. Okay, so I now I want to talk about Johan Myers, who is playing Patton Fane. And before you even Google his name, look at the picture I just sent you. Because I know. <laughs> 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 because it is great. We need to tweet it. I think Pat and Fane casting of Johan is incredible. I now Google his name and look at everything else that you get because he is he appears to be 
extremely charismatic, fantastic. He's got a big old gap between his teeth that when you know we put a lot of makeup on him, and you can probably make him look have you ever watched, crazy dark friend. Have you ever watched The Wire? I'm ashamed to say I haven't made it all the way through. You haven't made it all the way through. I haven't either. I've, I've only seen the first like season nine times. Um, Here's the thing: everyone used to say, "Hey, The Wire is the best show. The Wire is the best show. The Wire is the best show." But that was like 20 years ago. It's been 20 years. People have been telling me that 20 years I mean, that I've been saying, season. "Yeah, I mean to watch it. Yeah, I'm supposed to. I'm going to get around to it." But <laughs> there's so many shows now. There's many, everyone says every show is the greatest show. Wheel Time is going to be the greatest you just, show. You just, you just gotta like you gotta pick and choose what you're gonna do, right? Like for me, for example, if we want to take me as the beacon light of uh, time productivity, and we do, I commit forty five to fifty minutes of my day, one episode, to Twin Peaks yep. every single day. Got it. And that's all you need to do, and you're just getting, just inching along there. You're just inching along and inching along, inching along, and then you get close to it, and then it's done. This guy. He looks like Bubbles from uh, The Wire. Uh, the the, uh, the the heroin, the, 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 the informant guy. And when I first saw him, I was like, is that fucking Bubbles? And I went and looked it up. It's not him. It's not him, uh, but he has a pretty extensive uh, career. Pretty extensive filmography. He's been working for a while, Johan Myers. He's in, he's in two, he was in uh, 2003's The, the Medallion. With Jackie Chan, remember that one? Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> he was in that Snatch TV show that uh, Ron Weasley was in. That's weird. He was in The Bank Job, two thousand eight. Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Black. He's in Black not... Hawk Down. He seems like he's one of those guys that has been. He's like, um, I don't want to say middle class actor. But he's just one of those. I think he's just one of those guys that's reliable, shows up on time, but unfortunately doesn't have a like a superstar quality. Fuck to that! Him. I think he has a superstar Yet. quality. Look at that picture I sent you. I mean, I know, I know. <laughs> that is gold right there, man. Johan, make that your profile picture for everything. I want to We're see that mid that one too. We got a lot of tweets. Absolutely, we got a lot of episode related tweets coming out, people. All right, now let's take a look at Nynaeve, our favorite, played by Zoe Robbins from New Zealand. She was a Power Ranger. Well, there you go. Like, she's going to nail it. No, I thought she was in the movie, but she was in Power Rangers Ninja Steel. If there's anything I know about acting, is that once you're in Power Rangers, set for life. <laughs> it's nothing it's, yeah it's nothing but up there was one power ranger there was this was a few years ago this was probably like seven years ago but there was like a red ranger who like unfortunately this isn't funny but he unfortunately like killed his roommate with a with a ninja sword or something went to jail jesus oh. christ red ranger something like that <laughs> anyways zoe robbins she she seems like she'll be great i don't have much to say about her Nynaeve. I mean, yeah. I she... they're so new and I don't I don't know them from anything. Her, yeah, her filmography you is know? very bare. She was in the 2019 Black Christmas. I, I got to watch that. So many people are uh are very 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 new. And like I said, that that I think that speaks to my theory that Amazon is playing it relatively safe with this series, which 
you know, like I'm glad that they are because I think that's going to help the the production crew. I'm I am definitely 100% of the belief that great things come from things uh great things come when you're restricted and heavily so. You know, if you only have several things in your tool toolkit to use, uh you're going to make something you have to like greatness has to happen if you're stuck in that. If you're thrown millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to make something yeah you're gonna get lazy you're gonna be like uh you know what let's just throw money at that problem and that one will go away and you can kind of see that problem you can see that when it happens and that happened exactly with game of thrones like those they got so big that hbo just gave them a blank check for whatever they did and they got fucking lazy with it they were like well you know we'll just keep writing it and then, oh, we got a Star Wars deal. Oh, well, fuck this show. And now, yeah, that's really sad. now it's really unfortunate. But what's not you unfortunate know? is the casting of your boy, Lan. Daniel Henney. Daniel Henney, Will. I'm looking at him right now. That is a badass looking motherfucker. Yeah, I think Daniel Henney is very good. Uh, very good casting for Lan. There is some controversy over this one. As we say, like, there's stupid controversy over some of these castings because of because of race and because they're not all fucking white people. Yeah, they all should shut is, the fuck up. It, yeah, it's super it's just ridiculous. Uh Daniel Henney is American, but he's his his parents are Korean American and Irish American. But uh so we got a Korean, we got a Korean lamb, which there's nothing wrong with it at all. <laughs> but uh, he has, he's also, he's not, so he's not a newbie. He's been around for a while. He was in, he was in X Men. He played Agent Zero in X Men. He was not an X Men. He was in Wolverine Origins, which is, I mean, which is different. That it's just, that's like a quarter of an X Men movie. Yeah, it's very, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, I think he I, was. Can I tell you he was the sniper guy, right? Can I, you can tell I don't know, but let me talk. Let's talk about X Men Origins Wolverine for like fifteen minutes. Let's do it. Um, I remember. <laughs> I have something to say about that movie too. It sucks. I I remember uh, coming out of that theater, and I was with a buddy of mine, and he was like, "That was pretty good," and I stopped being friends with him. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> just cut him off. Wow, that's yeah. That's, I severed that tie. Mean, Will. I. Sp- I stepped on his toe, and I took off. Listen, I will and say it. And, and look, and I'll do it to you. You can't do it to me. I will drop you can't step you like on my toes. Five. You can't step on my toes. You're I got right. dancer feet. We haven't been in the same... My feet move too fast. We haven't been in the same room together in... Ever. Oh, fuck, I don't even... Ever. Don't think, how do I even know you? We met on Reddit. <laughs> um, here's the thing I'll say. I don't know if you remember, but when Wolverine Origins came out... There was a very publicized event that someone working on the film released a leaked version of it back in like 2000 and I don't know, whenever that movie came out, five, six, seven. And it was an unfinished version of the movie. Um, So the CGI wasn't, but the movie was put together, but the CGI wasn't all complete and it leaked and it was like 2006 or something. And, Someone, someone I knew was like, "Here, here you go. 
and they gave me a burnt CD that had Wolverine Origins on it. Burnt, burnt DVD. No way. Uh, leak version. And we watched it, and it was, uh, it was something. <laughs> I think it made the movie better than the real version. <laughs> because it was like, there were times like, um, you would just see weird blocky polygonal things happen that haven't been you know, haven't been tuned up yet. Or there, I remember there was a part right in the beginning where Deadpool's going crazy. And he's just like, ching, cha, chang, chang, chang. He's deflecting bullets. And he's got his, yeah. uh, he's got his guns and he does the whole, like, throw your guns, like, in the air. Like, I don't know. Release the clip. Pop a new clip in. And that was just big gray rectangles just moving around, like. <laughs> and then the part on top of the train when they're fighting each other. Uh, it was, again, yeah. it was, like, gray dummy it looked like those it looked like those dummies on those uh commercials that are like i feel pain i can't feel pain i'm from space remember those anyone who doesn't know <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, I yeah, need they... to look up some canadian psa uh 1990s 2000s psa oh with, fuck uh... man that is a treasure trove that oh, is yeah. a treasure trove look That's i can talk stuff. about canadian psas like all fucking day all right what's your thing yeah what's okay. your thing i don't know we could probably that's probably something put on patreon though that you gotta pay for that's it. yeah you guys gotta pay for it. uh but you know of all the things that you're saying like of that of that cut of that movie is uh it just reminds me of the shields in dune just sounds like big like roblox Kinda. polygonal <laughs> people just smacking each other around i mean <clears throat> Okay, so for uh, Daniel Henney. Daniel Henney. Daniel Henney is in. He was in. He looks like a regular on Criminal Minds. Forty nine episodes of Criminal Minds, and he was in uh, Big Hero Six. I think he played the dad. Jesus. Oh, he was in Big Hero so, Six. Okay. The, never mind. He was in Big Hero Six, the series. Okay. Oh, and the movie. You know, sometimes this is where it's important to do all your research ahead of time. So, <clears throat> from what you're telling me, you know, 49 episodes of Criminal Minds, Big Hero 6, the series, and the movie, is that Daniel Haney has a lot of free time. So, he's got, he's he's available for, <laughs> for the show. <laughs> and that's the other thing I'm noticing with this, is because everybody's, so, like we've said, like, the, the, uh, the credits for a lot of these actors is very, very small. Nothing too much, but uh, other than, like, maybe uh, Johan... Uh, playing Pat and Fane, a lot of people don't seem to be ha- doesn't seem to have worked too much in the industry. Now, if they're only doing six episodes, and they they want to, if they're gonna do it like twelve episodes per book, and they have fourteen seasons, quote unquote seasons to get through, they need people that are cheap and that can commit long term. Yeah, like yeah. long term, long term. Like even lo- like guy, even longer than Game of Thrones, and they got those people cheap and kept them for yeah. long term. And look how that worked out. Except for Sean Bean. Except for he Beanie, was way too expensive. He was like, "Look, man, you got to go." It says it in the book. It says here in the book. <laughs> so dead. So absolutely, like these people have got to commit a fuckload of time to this series. Like by the end of this series, unless they short start shortening up certain books which i'm sure they will at some point like cut a couple books in together uh if they do it book per season though like our main cast is going to be 40 and <laughs> and moraine is going to be like 60 that's why they need to be 12 series. you know now well, that that being said 
you know, that being said, uh, we don't know where this series ends. Like Steve and I are hot in production in season three for the great hunt. And, uh, you know, our main characters are still like 15, 16 years old, but the book might end with, uh, Rand and Perrin and they might and, be 50. Uh, Matt and, like 50 years old. It could end like that. You know, they're all just old and shitty. Or maybe they're 19. <laughs> or maybe they're there's 19. All, all like, they just, <clears throat> like so, 14 books. So the show's, cheese, baby. the show's been in production now since September of 2020. And it was shut down a few times due to, I think, COVID-19 stuff. Um, but now yeah. it's it's back up and, and running, I believe. They released the... Yeah. Maureen trailer not too long ago where she just opened her opens her eyes and a bright light shines which I think is her using the one power there is also another trailer of Matt's dagger it looks like Matt is pulling the dagger out of a uh, treasure chest oh I haven't seen that one. in Shadow Logoth yeah and I saw and I saw the dagger and it looks like actually if I'm if my memory serves me correct it looks like the exact same dagger that Thanos gives to Zoe Saldana when she's a little kid at in, in Infinity War. Or probably you know, just reusing like perfectly props. balanced. Well, that's another thing is like it, you're naming off all those locations for the for shooting for this show. They might be just using some of the old shit that you know Game of Thrones left back left behind. Hey, it would be hey smart we want to shoot a show there. here. We we're doing a fantasy show here. Like, do you guys have any like places you recommend or anything? Well, you're in luck. We got we got Dragonstone right over there. You just hang, just park, just park up, just back your trailer in. You know, Winterfell is just across the street. <laughs> you know, <laughs> throw some hay over it. Boom, Emmett's Field. Yeah, there's a How bunch of know? concept Nobody art knows. and stuff out there for the show. There's 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 a lot out there to do some digging. Maybe we can do even another episode on this. But I think we've spent. I think we probably have to. Yeah, well, exactly, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially as the more and more comes out, but uh, we are running, we're, we're running pretty late with this one, though, so let's wrap it up. That's, uh, no, I want to do, I want to do, I want, I want to treat the audience. I want to give them an hour. I want to give them an hour of our time. Well, what else All do you right? want to talk about? We already went through the casting. I want to talk about the previous adaptations of The Wheel of Time. I came across this, but I didn't even really know that there were some. Isn't there a pilot out there? There's a pilot out there, and I watched it before. I watched uh, the majority of it, and then before we rec- before we started recording, I started skipping because it's all it is. It's called Winter's Dragon, and it's the prologue chapter made put onto screen uh, as a pilot for a winter or for a Wheel of Time series. Now it's kind of interesting how the, why they did this pilot is uh, Robert Jordan during the early 2000s was shopping around the property. Uh, to see if he can get like video game deals, show deals, movie deals, whatever he could. Whatever he can. Um, Crazy bones, pogs, then, and then this one. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, "Look, man, I'm 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 at the end of my rope." And pogs is like, "Yeah, turn him away. We're gonna go another direction." <laughs> but where's pogs now? You know. Like, Fuck. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Wheel of Time's still going strong. Hell, we're doing a fucking show on it. You do a pog show. You know what? Don't tempt me. Podcast. So this production company called Red Eagle Entertainment, they eventually uh, got the rights to 
all of this, all this stuff, like pretty much, pretty much everything. And to, in order to retain the rights, they had to create a pilot, you know, like how production companies are. There's a couple of that type of thing where if if you get the rights, you have to make, you have to do something with them or you lose it. You have to do something every however many years. That's why Fox kept making terrible X-Men and Fantastic Four movies because they didn't want to lose their, their licensing. Yeah. And look what happened now, Fox. It's got swallowed up by Disney, baby. Nom, 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 nom. Um, so to retain their rights, they made this uh, 22-minute pilot, and mm. it stars none other than my good friend Billy Zane. Billy Zane? Does he play Rand? Billy no, Zane. he's playing um, lose lose Theron Telemon. No, he's playing he's playing the bad guy. He's playing uh, oh. the 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 actual name of the fucking guy. I can't remember. Side, but Nan, you know who I'm talking. Side, about. side Chan, Sesh. You guys, Seshwan? Yeah, it's not Seshwan. <laughs> uh, we are really bad with <laughs> some of these names, but I hope you guys forgive us. But yeah, Billy Zane does it. And uh, as as I've mentioned before, I'm watching Twin Peaks, and Billy Zane has showed up in Is the it? series. I won't tell you where. And uh, I'm Kate hates him. She thinks he overacts. He's, well, maybe he does. He's, I th- I think she doesn't like him because he's too charming, and because uh, he's <laughs> laying the charm down in that show. There's one scene. There's one scene where he takes he takes one of the girls from the show and they go to like, hey, we can have a picnic, you know, and he takes the girl and he takes her to a lake or like a river nearby. The the famous lake that's in Twin Peaks. Everybody yep. knows it. And, and it just it cuts to them at the picnic and no conversation. It's just Billy Zane staring this girl in the eye and singing to her. I mean that is quality television, though. I hope we get some of that in uh, in real time. It's like, it's like a I, minute long thing, and Kate and I were. Kate was furious, and I was like, not taking my eyes off the screen. Billy Zane was crushing it. I got a real question for you about the real time series. How do you feel if okay. in the first episode we get a song where the characters uh, are singing? I, I'm I'm all about it. I, like, actually, I want a dance number. They sing an exposition song about. They explain Emmons Field, uh, in, through song. They I'm all us, about that. They give us Absolutely. the whole prologue, in a musical song bit, with like animations, with like, <laughs> with like single frame animations popping up, and I'll be like, "Lose <laughs> then, Telemann. He was so confused. What is going on?" And then, like, the animals. That's great. You're on to something. Muppets? It's because of Muppets in this production. How many? What's our Muppet budget looking like? <laughs> Someone call one of the Hensons. You know, <laughs> you know, I hope somebody on, on production. There's something else to I want to mention. Like, I don't know if I've mentioned Muppets. Um, you're to- you're totally right. Amazon shows is that Amazon's also making a Fraggle Rock show. So they do have Muppets. They do have a Muppet budget. They got Fraggles in yeah. studio, but they're actually shooting it in Calgary, mm-hmm. I believe. How about that? Because so, because our our restrictions are so low, and this and, and we oil have the is so bad. Perfect type of swamps to shoot Fraggle Rock in. 
Yeah. <laughs> Perfect swamps. Hmm. You know, I never thought about it before. Waste your ways away. Calgary swamps. What did I just even say? Dance your cares away. Worries for another day. Down a Fraggle Rock. Down a Fraggle Rock. Fantastic. 7.9 on IMDb. That is high. That is really high. Super so high. You know what that winter winter's that. Uh, winter dragons episode got on IMDb? <laughs> what did like it get? 1.4. Oh, no. <laughs> it got that's trashed. So if you made that and then... That, that's that's just got to be the worst. You know, you make a you make a thing, you pour your heart and soul into it, you put it on IMDb. One, it's a one point five. Just wrecked. Oof. You know, but let me say here, let me let me clear the air and say I don't think this is Billy Zane's fault. I think he I think he tried really hard. And watching watching that twenty two minute pilot, the problems with it has to do with the budget and the directing the director real bad real real bad is it on youtube yeah it's on youtube the full thing uh it's all it's all just inside like this generic looking castle it it is spread across two rooms like is it really really bad is it painful i mean it's not painful like it's watchable but it's just so like there, it is. It it is only there to serve the fact. It, it's so obvious that it's only there to serve the fact that they want to retain the rights. Yeah. Is you this know? the same company that's doing it now? No, I don't. Uh, Sony Pictures, uh, I think, bought it. They saw the they saw the potential. So, were there they any were other like, adaptations other than this? Um, no, not that I could see from wikipedia i mean that i mean that will be uh uh that maybe that might be time to go into the next you know show episode if we do it um but this seems like it's only it's the only official attempt to make a wheel of time anything for television or for a movie or anything like that gotcha i wonder in hollywood i wonder if you just go through like the the all like the the old Hollywood archives. You just dig through how many pitch videos there are for Wheel of Time. They're probably oh, there's got to be a lot because I think even Game of Thrones had a ton, had a ton. That and yeah, you know what's crazy is like one thing. It's crazy how. What's well, bizarre how. There's so many of these. Critically acclaimed, pro, uh, franchises books very like or books usually right that tried to get adapted for years and years and years and years and years wheel of time is one of them i mean lord of the rings even before the lord of the rings movies happened uh that was the case um but yep you know dark like something like the dark tower yeah i was just gonna, just gonna say something like the dark tower same case and then it gets made and it's awful or like um the preacher tv series uh, which was, you know, people were trying to make a preacher series for so long, and then they did, and you know, I don't know, it's fine, I guess. Whereas the book is one of the greatest things ever made. Uh, Why the Last yeah. Man, another graphic novel series that they've been trying to make into a series for forever and ever and ever. I mean, it still hasn't happened, and when it does, is it going to suck? Probably. It's, Most things suck. It's 
<laughs> it's happening right now. They're working on it. I, I saw a clip for it. It was like a two second clip that they put onto a, uh, I don't know, one of the NBC plus, like it's at like NBC's streaming service or Paramount. It's just a service. monkey just throwing shit at another guy. Spoilers. And I was like, I'm in. I think Spoilers. what I saw was actually uh, Yorick. Uh, he was upside down, tied up, like in one of those straight jackets in his apartment. Yeah. And you just saw the monkey. I mean, I think that's how the book you know? starts. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then another thing I saw was a woman that I think is playing Yorick's sister. Uh, and she's just in the street, just see, like, just looking around, seeing all the men dying everywhere. You know? Yeah. Because that's so, what that series is about. If you don't know people, all the men die except for one, one man and his pet monkey. All the an- all I the mean, male if, animals die too. You know? Yeah, it's 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 actually it's fucking great, and I hope they don't screw it up. But like you said, yeah, there's so many products, but I think it has to come down to the fact that the people that end up here, the people that want to make it, you know, the showrunners, the actors, uh the writers, all these, all these different aspects, they're there to play a game. And then you have this giant obstacle in a way, in the way called a producer, the money guy mm-hmm. that's going like, that's going like, you know, we've man. got a demographic here. You know, we want to, we want to, we want to make sure we hit these certain, looking at it like business, not art. Things. That's when exactly things get all jumbled up. And, that's it. That's the other thing here that I'm noticing with the Wheel of Time series is that because it's so it seems so grounded that I don't think that's going to be much of a problem. I think we're going to see a very faithful adaptation, very faithful adaptation, almost almost to a point where you're like, this is just off coming off the screen. This is not going to be like Walking Dead where they do six episodes and it's like, oh, this is the first trade. And then it just goes fucking bonkers and bad shit. After <laughs> oh, this that. is the first trade. Maybe we should change everything. <laughs> just, yeah. uh preacher preacher didn't even get that preacher's first season doesn't even happen within the book's like confines it's like they expand the first two pages of the preacher book into a season and it no. works no in it doesn't some it was a poor choice wasting too much it time was a poor with those choice. characters it doesn't doesn't need to happen literally all those characters i do i do agree with immediately that. in the in the book and then they got exactly. nuked anyways yeah. But they in the, no, they got in the series they got or something right they, yeah in the series they got nuked in uh, by a big old pile of shit like a like the septic area blew up and a bunch of yeah. all the people die I because know of the like, poop. preacher does have this sort of flavor to it this u- very uniqueness and they oh, tried yeah, to yeah, yeah. establish that in the show but ended up just coming up with this their own really sort of I don't know. I love Seth Rogen, but I guess you can really tell that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were behind that thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think they were there's parts there there is parts of it that are really cool, like that that preacher series. Like there it has that flavor because like a, you know, a septic tank blowing up and killing an entire town, that sounds like preacher to me. But there's parts of that series that don't fit it. You know, there's a certain big parts tone. And I watched, I, I watched the second, I watched a little bit of the second season. And after the second season, I, I think out. I watched into the third. Uh, they, they, they started moving closer to that, to that realm. But something about AMC 
shows, they just like refuse to stick to the book. And now, oh, yeah. like, I it was understand, out of control. It was out of control. Did you? It yeah. was getting. It, it was out of control. I I understand the argument for that, and but I also think that the the content that they had in that book was so good that you could, how can you pass that up? You didn't need. How to can change you pass it? up some of? You didn't need to change it. You know? So and and now and then it's crazy because now we live in a world where people know what about preacher and they're like, eh. We're like preacher for so long is so good and it wasn't it was like this thing it was like this hidden series and you'd tell people about it and then lend them your copies and they'd their mind would get blown they're like this is crazy nothing's like this this is amazing and now yeah. people are like oh I've seen that show it's kind of dumb yeah <laughs> and you're like fuck god yeah. damn it and now and now like maybe one day preacher will get another reboot but it, it's yeah I don't know so I hope that doesn't happen to real time. Do you think that they do that almost sort of on purpose to hope for a re- reboot in the future to just milk some more money out of it? I guess that's a little cynical thinking, I mean, but I don't think so at this point, know. especially with Preacher being on AMC and it coming coming out around when it did with Walking Dead sort of winding down. I think they've they were they were looking to to fill a slot and I don't think it happened. Yeah. Winding but, down back in like season 2 is like the demographic on AMC is just, is the general public for the most part like you you put on a show after the walking dead and you're just showing it to pretty much the same crowd that's watching american idol there i said it. yeah and yeah with with those when those numbers are that high and preachers so out there and so weird that it's a completely different audience than the walking dead well i love the walking dead the the graphic the books the graphic novels the comics uh preacher is completely is a completely different animal yeah and that's hard to show that to a like a a general audience like that walking deck walking dead works so well for a general audience because it's so simple the premise is so goddamn simple yeah and it's dumb they just kill everyone all the time (laughs) nothing has to make sense you could just like crawl under a dumpster with a hundred zombies around you and you're fine that being said, you and I did stick with that series for a long time. I will, I will time. say though, I hated it from like immediate, like from the end of season one, the way season one ended. At the end of season one, I was like, "Hmm, what's going? What? Uh, okay, what's happening?" And then in season I two, down. I was fucking angry. I'll say it. Andrea is like my favorite character. She's like one of yeah. my top. She's in my probably like. Let's be. Let's let's. Let's say like top twenty characters ever. She's probably in it for me, and pretty high. Yeah, she's. I just don't want to. I just don't want to say anything that I got to take back later. But she's she's amazing. I love her in the books. In the show, she was awful, and she like had sex with the governor. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is like the strongest character in the book, and now you have her sleeping with the, the evilest character and being manipulated by him. <laughs> yeah, AMC, can really. You can get off my television. Yeah, and you know what? And that being that being said, like I'm glad AMC isn't adapting the Wheel Time series because they would do this. They would do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, it would be. You know, they'd make it dumb. You know, Nynaeve and Pat and Fane would have a relationship by the end of the first season. You know, they'd be making eyes at each other. Well, Pat and Fane, Pat and Fane would be part of the group, and they'd be like, "Is this guy bad?" And you're like, "Absolutely, this guy's fucking bad." <clears throat> you know? <laughs> yeah, there's no especially like Nynaeve, for- He's not bad. He's a good guy. 
Yeah, was, oh. <laughs> don't, don't remind me of how dirty they did Andrea. They did a lot of characters dirty. They did, like, every single character dirty. So. Yeah. So, I hope, yeah. So, Amazon, just treat our characters. Treat our wheelies. Just. With love. Just treat the character. I think it just comes down to just treating the characters right. You can change a lot, but I think the, the core aspect of the characters have to stay the same uh, across the medium. Otherwise, you're just, you're changing the story too much. Yeah. You know? You can change you can change events that happen around the characters, but the characters have to stay the same. I think that's the I think that's my thesis. You know, unless you're doing like an avant garde version, you know, Hodorowsky. <laughs> yeah, but, shows yeah up. maybe he's doing it in space. I don't know. Maybe yeah. You could, Actually, you, you know what? In, uh, yeah, space time, real time in space? space. Hey, I'm I'm all about that. Amazon, come talk we can to write us. That show. Come talk to us. <laughs> We've got ideas. We've got ideas, baby. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I want to leave off. I, I do want to say I am excited for the show. There are things that I'm not concerned. I don't think concerns is the right. There are things that I've noticed that speaks to, yeah, that speaks to the lower budget of it. But I think that might bode well in its favor because, uh, when you're, like I said earlier, when you're restricted, when you don't have a, when you don't have a lot of money to work with, you have to make things happen. Uh, and you have to make it you know, happen within budget. And great things can happen from that. Legend of Zelda is one of those perfect examples, right? What do you mean? Uh, just that Ocarina of Time is a... It was a project that had very little to work with. And they only had so much time to work with and a very small team. So what I'm talking about is Wheel of Time fits... Or not Wheel of Time. Ocarina of Time fits on a fits in 64 megabytes. Oh yeah, yeah, or like third between thirty and sixty-four megabytes, and I recently just played through that game for the first time. I actually, I'm gonna hy- hype up a little bit. I've got another show coming out in the next few months called Last Gen Arcade, and it's gonna be talking about old video games. And I covered that sh- this game for that show, and I was blown away by the fact that they were able to fit so much game in such a unique way, uh, with only sixty-four megabytes to play with. You know, that's it. That is it. We have albums that are more megabytes. Like I was really blown away by files. it too when I played it when I was nine. Yeah, well, look, man. I'm sorry. I'm a dick. You've said it before. Well, <laughs> say it I again. Think, <laughs> I will say it again. I will say it many more times. Especially in season three, which is coming very soon. Actually, should know. we should we should we talk about a little bit of what what we got planned coming up? No. Okay, we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we still need to. I think we do need to keep it a secret. I think we need to polish the edges. A little Some bit. of these ideas. Hey, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell everybody that's listening. Like, I'm super excited for this next season. This is a this is a big push for us. Things are um, happening, people. Things things are happening. Um, and I'm super excited. Like, uh. We got some. We got some good treat. We got some treats coming here. Listen, way. we are. Yeah, we we've sort of something has happened recently, and we we're very thankful for all of you who uh, new listeners who have joined up, and uh, the show is sort of reaching its next stages of evolution. Let's say, and mm-hmm. uh, we're really excited for that and everything to come with season three and beyond because we will never stop. That's the thing. We will never stop. This is just the beginning. we're here forever. 
So we're here forever. And so we hope that some of you are here forever. And if you're not, that's fine. If you come and go, maybe you uh, maybe have some children and you leave for a bit and then things get really bad or things get really good. And then 18 years later, the children are gone and you come back. We'll still be here. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll still know your name. (laughs) Yeah, we'll still know your name. It'll be like (laughs) cheers. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So this is we're, we're going to continue to just keep growing. We'll never stop. Will never be satiated. You like that? I like that. I like your delivery. Actually, say that again. The same way? Yeah. We'll never stop. We will never be satiated. I think it was better the first time. Yeah, you know what? It was we'll never stop. We'll never be satiated. Now, now, now do it as David Lynch. We will never stop. We cannot be satiated. Uh, uh, what I found out the other day, Kate started yelling at me because we were watching. We, we, we were just, we, she just started yelling at me. And she started yelling me in a David Lynch impression. And I've never seen her do an impression before in, in my life. She doesn't feel confident doing an impression. But then she started doing a David Lynch impression and she fucking nailed it. Isn't and she's like, I've just been listening to you in that, in that office just screaming your head off like David Lynch. She's got to stay. She's got to back the fuck off my Kool-Aid. If you know what I mean. We're going to have a David Lynch off between her and you. Ah! <laughs> I don't know what that was. Cut that out. This episode needs to end. It's been going too long. Um, everyone, thank you for listening to this. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you and we cannot do it without you. I guess we can, but it's just depressing. We will be back soon, as we mentioned, with season three of the show, which is The Great Hunt. And until then, uh, you're going to want to make sure that you follow us on Twitter to keep up to date with everything that's going on. And you know what? Sometimes we might just give you a little chuckle in your midday or in your afternoon. Yeah, spicy memes which is the same thing. coming your way. Follow us at Chap by Chap on Twitter. On Instagram, follow us at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And we are... Once again, taking recipe submissions. Uh, send your recipes to us. Uh, we actually are planning something. Uh, there's more on this in the future and in season three. Uh, we are planning something involving the recipes. So anyone who has sent them in, thank you so much for having done so already. We have not forgotten about those. They're going to be used soon. And uh, anyone else who wants to be a part of this project we have going forward, please send us in recipes. Uh, anything you'd like, but I would prefer not a lot of meat. How about that? I'm good with it. <laughs> and if you want to send the recipes in, you can send those to chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. But for now, That'll be it until we're, I don't know when we're, let's be like, we're going to be honest. I don't know. We don't know when we're coming back, but we'll be back. And you'll be back. I'm sure we can come up with some sort of fucking episode. Well, it's tough because then I guess we'll just end it like this. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you all soon. And we'll be back for something. Something.